0: Okay, so welcome back. This is Nick.
1: This is Faye. And this is Kriyag's Over Coffee. Coffee. Today we have with us Dr. Sean Blackwell. Dr. Sean Blackwell is the chair of the Department of Obstetrics, Gynecology, and Reproductive Sciences at the McGovern Medical School at UT Houston. He is also our current president at the Society of Maternal Fetal Medicine, so we are very honored to have you here with us today. Thank you very much, Dr. Blackwell, for being on our podcast.
2: Well, thanks for inviting me. It's a pleasure to be
0: here. Right, Dr. Blackwell. I guess just one thing to get started. You know, it's SMFM meeting time yet again. What are you most excited about, especially in your presidential meeting?
2: My favorite thing is usually the scientific session, which which starts on Thursday and Friday and is on Saturday. Everybody has, um, I think, their own favorite parts. I've been coming to SMFM since I was a second-year resident, and we were just talking about this at the board meeting—the very, very first meeting I ever went to was uh, actually in Hawaii. Oh, wow. So I think that yeah. programmed me to think that this is an awesome meeting. <laughs> um, but uh, the my favorite part is is after the opening session on Thursday morning, really uh, the very first thing uh, as part of the meeting are like the top eight abstracts or presentations um, out of the thousand that get accepted. Um, it's the best of the science, either the greatest contribution, the the most innovative or the coolest stuff that's there. So it's really fun to sit there and to listen to that. So I'm, I'm always kind of on the edge of my seat. I like to sit close to the podium, be able to hear, see the slides real well. I always look forward to a Thursday morning.
1: And then Dr. Blackwell, so can you tell us a little bit more about your background? I know that our listeners are probably very interested in kind of knowing things like how you became interested in obstetrics and gynecology and ultimately chose maternal fetal medicine. And also, can you tell us a little bit about your current work and what you're interested in right now?
2: Sure. Uh, thank, thanks for asking. So I went to medical school um, at the University of Illinois. Uh, I actually started in Champaign um, uh, and then Peoria and then Rockford. And at that time, I knew I wanted to be an OB-GYN physician. Um, I'd followed around a family physician and an obstetrician in my hometown, thought it was the coolest thing in the world. And then through medical school, just through selection, I figured out that, you know, um, I love little kids, but being their doctor doesn't sound like a great fun thing when they're sick and they're crying. And, um, I liked hanging out with guys and, uh, my peers and older men and thought they were great, but I didn't want them to be my patients either. So I kind of got selected into taking care of women, and and in particular, pregnancy was really, really cool to me. Um, So I I finished at the University of Illinois, and I was really interested in high-risk pregnancy care and critical care medicine. At the time, I wasn't um, like all fourth-year medical students. You think you know what you want to do, but aren't really sure. So I picked uh, a place that I thought had the most... uh, It was going to be the hardest place to take care of sick women and to be really, really well trained. So I went from Illinois to Detroit. So I went and um, was an intern uh, um, at Wayne State University. And at that time, um, I did a bunch of uh, rotations in medicine, in the ICUs, in trauma surgery, and those things. I thought critical care OB, taking care of the sickest of the sick moms, was going to be really fun. So I did that for a year and then joined the uh, residency at Wayne. And Wayne, really awesome place. Um, Hutzel Women's Hospital was a, um, is a, a dedicated women's hospital uh, in Detroit. Um, they get patients from all across Detroit, as well as Michigan, the sickest of the sick place. Um, and it was really a great training there. There were a lot of maternally oriented MFM physicians there, and everybody there first was a clinician. And then second, they were researchers and educators, but everybody there was a really good doctor. So you were kind of, you were probably set up to really want to do maternal fetal medicine if you did your residency there. So I then stayed on at Wayne and did my fellowship and then stayed as faculty. And, you know, that was kind of my home. I was at Hutzel and at Wayne for 14 years. And it was, you know, it was like, like I said, it's like your academic home. So it was wonderful. And then I... Um, Got the bug to do something a little bit different. I was a little restless and there were opportunity changes and things different. You, after you're in training in a faculty for a while, you think, well, I kind of need to grow up and be on my own a little bit. So I went and joined my fellowship director who was, or my prior fellowship director who was one of my mentors um, at William Beaumont Hospital and did that for a year and then had another opportunity to jump down to Houston, Texas. And my wife is a maternal fetal medicine physician as well, who uh, was uh, born in the Philippines, grew up in Los Angeles, and really liked the warmth. And uh, we thought of trying something new and different. So we moved to Houston and I, I joined the faculty down um, at UT uh, there and was primarily involved in the... NICHD um, MFMU network. I was recruited to um, be the principal investigator there, which is the most awesome, coolest job in the world, because you get to um, be part of a team that's doing randomized clinical trials or other studies to improve the health of both healthy and uh, complex or high-risk moms. So that was super awesome. And then in 2011, circumstances occurred and i became the chair of the department and my your life changes a little bit when you're a chair you do less hands-on medicine and less hands-on research and you kind of have a different leadership and uh, administrative life so hopefully i got that in in like three minutes or something like that but and now um you know i spend a portion of my time taking care of patients a portion with research and education then a good part of running a department which is, um, it's okay, So certainly a lot more fun to take care of patients and to teach residents and fellows and and students, but um, it's not too bad.
0: Dr. Blackwell, you're certainly prolific in terms of kind of the things that you've published and the breadth and depth of research that you've contributed to the field. Is there anything that you regard as kind of like the most significant or maybe the most important or the most fun thing that you've done in your
2: career? So thank you. One of everybody that is going to do a lot of research or a lot of academic activity kind of has a strategy. There are some people that say, I'm going to be the expert in one thing, and every single research question or paper is going to be about that thing. Um, Dr. Gilstrap, um, who's a really famous, well-known maternal fetal medicine specialist um, that was part of uh, Williams Obstetrics and was the chair at UT Houston for years he was the expert related to umbilical cord blood gases and i and that that's one philosophy when i was a resident um, and then a fellow and i kind of knew i wanted to do this i wanted to, i decided to try to do papers or research studies in lots of different areas so that i thought that that would make me an expert in these areas because if you do a if you do research and write a paper you better know what you're doing so you get a lot of background you dig into the literature so I wanted to get into preeclampsia, preterm birth, meconium, shoulder dystocia, labor management, uterine rupture, TOLAC, all those things. So I kind of jumped around a little bit. And again, it gets into my, um, my interest in clinical questions and my um, ADHD a little bit. Very unmedicated, just to let you know. Um, but I like to do different things. Um, but, I mean, when I look back on the things that I've really, really enjoyed, it's been in those areas that t- that you do something that can touch a patient or that can be used to advance care or how you change things. So that that was kind of my philosophy.
1: And, um, Dr. Blackwell, you know, I think our listeners are mostly going to be medical students and residents and fellows who are interested in OBGYN or in, um, MFM, what advice do you have for, um, these people who are in training in terms of, um, you know, becoming successful or anything that you feel like you did in your career that was great in terms of, um, helping you get to where you are today?
2: I, I spend a lot of time talking with students in residence trying to, um, help because I know it's, uh, there's so much out there. Um, you're kind of like, trying to figure it out as you go, um, well, a couple of things. One is, is I encourage people to do something they like. I mean, if you're a physician and in particular within ob you're going to be pretty busy. <laughs> you're going to work a lot of nights. You're going to work weekends. Uh, you're going to have a career. So you better make sure that you enjoy what it is that you're doing. So I encourage people to pick the specialty or the area um, in, in such a way that they're going to continuously enjoy it. So that to me is one thing. The other aspect is is, you know, as you're going through and developing your career, I think we sometimes try to do too much and I think it is worthwhile to focus and in the research area, you know, it's way better to do one paper and write a good paper, do a good research study, get it published than it is to do five abstracts at different meetings or five posters. So it's really kind of quality over quantity when you're in the academic world. And, you know, if you take a deeper dive into these topics, I think you're better for it. You're, you can definitely pursue being, knowing a lot of things in different areas, but there are some things you want to take a deep dive to. So those to me are the two things that I'm, I try to be consistent in giving feedback about.
0: Dr. Blackwell, what uh, keeps you grounded? Anything that kind of keeps you on the ground outside of work and research?
2: Well, like many people that do this, having work-life balance hasn't been something I'm very good at for a really long time. Um, uh, So over the course of life, um, I've certainly, when I look backwards at age 52 after being out of training, I think I finished fellowship 18 years ago, I really wish I would have done a better job with work-life balance. You know, I've got two kids, one's 20, one's 16. I wish earlier on I would have been in the hospital less and doing things at home more. So I'm definitely not somebody that practices what I preach now. Uh, That being said, over the last several years, I've done a much better job. I've gotten into two things that have helped me at this phase of life. And I'm not sure I would have had the the self-awareness, 10 years ago or 15 years to do it or the need, but I'm into meditation and yoga. So um, I do a good amount of transcendental meditation. I started um, a year and a half or two years ago, and that's helped me quite a bit. And then um, I, uh, I'm interested in yoga, and that's helped me eat better, sleep better, do all things better, um, get some of the nervous energy out. Um, and I think everybody should have some outlet. And then I've spent a little bit more time on hobbies and passions and and, and other things related to that. So I would encourage everybody to read, be a constant reader. doesn't matter what, just continue to learn stuff, get smart, develop yourself and as a full spectrum as opposed to just Gabby or Williams or the Green Journal or the Green Journal. Again, read all those things but read some other books that uh, better yourselves. I think, I think those are good things. What books on your bedside table? Right now, um, I have one, it's called uh, Never Settle for Half. It's a, a book, I can't, um, I can't remember the guy's last name, but his first name is Frank, and he was an FBI hostage negotiator. And it's a book about negotiations. And in the world, everything's a negotiation, whether it's with your dogs or (laughs) your kids or at work, it's how do you communicate back and forth to be in the best circumstance. So I'm reading that one and I'm enjoying it.
1: Thank you again for being with us today for our podcast, Dr. Blackwell. Uh, Once again, I'm Faye. And I'm Nick. And this is Criogs Over Coffee.
0: So guys, if you enjoyed the podcast today, please take a look at us on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Overcast, Overcast, or wherever else you get your podcasts. Give us a five-star rating and review.
1: You can also find us on social media on Twitter at Number one on Facebook at KriogsoverCoffee, and on our website at www.kriogsovercoffee.com.
0: If you're not already a subscriber to our Patreon, check us out at www.patreon.com slash coffee get a shout out on the show or some cool swag.
1: And if you have anything that you would like to hear on the podcast, if you have any corrections for us, or if you just want to come and say hi, you can email us at coffee at gmail.com. Oh.